Welcome and thank you for joining us for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Health Underwriters. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. The podcast is distributed on these platforms every Friday and is included in NAHU's weekly member-exclusive health policy newsletter, The Washington Update, giving you a head start on your weekly healthcare happy hour. Transparency is the word on this week's episode of the Healthcare Happy Hour, as we are joined by special guest Cynthia Fisher, founder and chairman of Patient Rights Advocate, a nonprofit organization focused on transparency in healthcare. In addition, we are also joined by NAHU Legislative Council Vice Chair and staunch transparency advocate, Mark Ganya. Thanks for coming on the show, Cynthia. It's a real pleasure to be here. Would you mind introducing yourself for our listeners as well as discuss what Patient Rights Advocate does? Yes, I'm uh, Cynthia Fisher, and I am founder and chairman of PatientRightsAdvocate.org. And we bring the American consumers of healthcare's voice to Washington to give patients the power to be in charge of our health decisions as well as our wealth decisions through real price transparency and quality transparency in healthcare system wide. That is what we're advocating for so that the power is given to the patients to make choices on where they want to go for coverage and care and drive down the costs of both care and coverage in the years to come. Mark, I would venture to say you're one of the biggest proponents of transparency in the NAHU membership. Thanks for coming on today. And why do you feel so strongly about this issue? Dan, thanks for having me. It's always nice to collaborate with you on helping to bring important messages to our members and for them to be able to bring it to their clients, their employers and employees and their family members. I think Cynthia and I, we've met several times and we're both kindred spirits in the fight to really give the power to the people, right? Because at the end of the day, there is nothing more important than our healthcare. Name one other service we buy in our lives where you don't have access to price or quality before you buy it. I always wait a little bit because it always makes people uncomfortable. I'll tell you a secret. There is no other. And so why Cynthia is on this quest, why I've been on this quest, I grew up in a family of healthcare providers. My mom was a nurse. My dad was a physical therapist, but they're entrepreneurial. And they created their own business and the government interfered with that business. And so I was impacted. I watched my parents who tried to bring a level of comfort to people in a tough time and see that the the system wasn't built for them. So the reason that transparency is so important, it's the foundational principle with which all things can improve. Now, there's an old adage, if you can't see it, you can't measure it. And if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. This is not revolutionary. (laughs) We do this in every other area of our lives. And we have allowed these four rulemaking entities known as the government, big hospital systems, insurance companies and big pharma create a system that it's okay to operate in the dark. I applaud the work that Cynthia and her organization are doing to bring sunlight, Dan, to something that we all feel very passionate about, which is helping people get high quality care at the lowest possible price. So going off of that, Cynthia, I'm curious, how did you personally get involved in advocacy for transparency? Thanks, Dan. 
Well, you know, I had been a CEO. I'm a former CEO in a life sciences arena, several companies that I've been involved with and founded, one being Viacord, which is a cord blood stem cell banking company that I started in 1992. And we pioneered a new industry as well as new business that actually was price transparent and quality transparent from the very beginning. And we allowed every patient, no matter where they lived in the United States or Singapore, they played this, paid the same price for care. And we provided that at a cash price and insurance reimbursed us at that rate if there was a need in the family for those stem cells to be used in transplant for another family member. So this was huge because I didn't realize it was novel. I thought it was just fair to have one price, one patient, all patients. And believe it or not, when the nonprofit hospital world got involved to compete with us and other nonprofit blood banks, we were one sixth of the price that they did. And they their fees were opaque oftentimes, even to search the banks to find the cord bloods was so much higher and so much unknown. But we stood by our prices and even for decades to come to keep the storage rate at the same exact rate. So we knew it could be done. You know, it could operate like any other business. There were so many variables in our business, just like the airlines have so many variables on wind, fuel utilization, passenger capacity, but they certainly know how to price a plane ticket. And we know it can be done in healthcare because I did it. But what really got me motivated is by default, having known the healthcare system, people came to me to be their healthcare proxy, family members, friends. And what I found in the last five years was people weren't calling me for a favor to try to get to a great oncologist or find an obstetrician you know, that they could trust in having a, new, a baby. What I found is people were coming to me with stories of needing to get out of huge medical debt or being overwhelmed with price gouged colonoscopy fees for out of network anesthesiologists. And in fact, I helped two people go through personal bankruptcy to go through breast cancer that had jobs that had coverage that should have never happened. And I think when a nurse from Mass General Hospital needed proton beam therapy and she was covered by the hospital's insurance and was asked to start a GoFundMe account because they wouldn't cover the very therapy that they said she needed in the very hospital. I thought, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. I can't help these people block and tackle as a personal friend. I got to go to Washington. If we knew the prices up front and we knew how many appendectomies a surgeon did and we knew how many knee replacements a surgeon did and what was the quality of their outcomes and what was the price of their procedure, my gosh, we consumers could change healthcare, get better quality care at a lower price when we're in the driver's seat. So uh, we're fighting for consumer-driven healthcare to drive down the cost of care through integrity of the hospital system, the insurance companies, and big pharma to show their real prices. And it's our consumer choice that's going to lower the cost. And it's going to take a revolution of all of us to advocate with, for this now right. And God bless Obama and Biden in the Affordable Care Act because they actually had language in the Affordable Care Act to give us this right. And the last administration, the Trump administration, actually said, oh my goodness, here it is in the Affordable Care Act. We're going to enforce it starting January 1st for the hospitals this year to show their prices and next year insurance companies to reveal their claims and then in 2023 to show us the explanation of benefits before we get care. This 
is a revolution. And I am so excited that we and all the thousands of people that commented and have brought their voices to Washington with us have changed the game of healthcare forever. It's going to take this power of all of us, but it has changed and the train has left the station. You mentioned the whole notion of surprise medical billing. And, you know, we just obviously passed uh, at the end of last year legislation on surprise medical billing. And I I always smile when I look at that. You just did too, because surprise medical billing is a result of the lack of transparency. But we passed, you are so right, Mark. Oh my God. But we passed the law. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious for your take on that though. With the surprise medical billing, we now have arbitration, right? So we do a lot of work with self-funded employers. You know, one of the things we're advocating for is, okay, we don't agree with arbitration, but you put it in there. Now, can we at least have somebody with an actuarial background who understands healthcare pricing, not a bureaucrat? I don't mean that offensively. I just mean that they don't understand the way the market works. So I'm curious to your reaction to that. Well, you know, I agree with you, Mark, and I'm going to stay on the positive right here and say, you know, you're absolutely 100% right. The, the true cure to surprise billing is to not have any surprises because you post your prices up front. And if I'm a hospital and I've got an out-of-network radiologist or anesthesiologist or pathologist, I should have it be that whoever's contracted at my hospital actually has to post their prices so that we can all in know what that fully bundled price is for that colonoscopy. So there's absolutely no surprises to that patient when they sign up for a service, a knee replacement or colonoscopy or an MRI, they don't have any surprises. The legislation that was passed, how is it that those arbiters are not allowed to know the Medicare rate for that service and fee? When most negotiated rates around this country between the insurers and hospitals are all a percentage of the Medicare rate, is it not? I mean, and they're higher than Medicare on purpose. We know why. We both know why. <laughs> Medicare is not paying what a dollar of healthcare costs. It on average is paying, you know, don't quote me, but in the 60s, 60 cents relative to a dollar. And in turn, private insurance has to pay a dollar 40 or more to make up what the federal government's not reimbursing. That's why, in my opinion, this is my opinion only, we're not able to use Medicare as a reference point. Well, the real thing that matters is the truth in truth and advertising, right? Any other business would be shut down if they didn't show you a price. I mean, really, if the Federal Trade Commission would say, you got to have truth in advertising. You can't go rob somebody's bank account, make them sign away by penalty of law, which is what happens in healthcare every day. Or so, we go out to lunch and we have lunch together and you say, just send me the bill at home and I'll, I'll pay the bill when I get home. Like, what? We go to buy a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread. And can you imagine how incensed people would be I mean, we think road rage is bad, but could you imagine grocery rage that work like healthcare? That you go up to the register and the person in front of you pays 10 times less than you do for the same Or how about the same pharmacy chain and the price of the drug is three different prices for the exact same drug at the same brand name store. Exactly. And that's why we like tools like GoodRx that now let us compare and shop among places based on our global position, right? Almost like the Uber of finding pharmaceutical prescriptions, right? And that's where the revolution's going to go. We're going to see the beauty in all of that. And instead of that cashier in the grocery store, can you imagine a month later getting a facilities fee because you opened the door and you entered the grocery store, right? And can you imagine then getting another bill from the cashier because she was out of network for that grocery chain? 
we would never tolerate it. We would be outraged. And here we're just like sheep in healthcare. But I think it's game over. I think it's really game over with these new rules for the hospitals to show their actual discounted cash prices, Mark. Discounted right. cash prices yeah. and the actual price. So let me tell you about a woman in Boston who needed an MRI and she actually got an MRI for an image on her broken wrist for $400 through green imaging that mm -hmm. looks at where she was located geographically and contacted different MRI centers across the country to see who had excess capacity, fit her in the same day, had the script, 400 all in, including radiology. And when she looked at her local market, biggest hospital system in Massachusetts, her insurance rate covered was $4,400 for the same image and her out-of-pocket would have been 1200 Now, you know, this is huge, but getting that cash price saves her and her employer, which is what you do every day. You look for those savings for the employer. And what we need is a wake-up call in the C-suite, right, Mark? I mean, yes. aren't you looking for the CEOs and the CFOs to look at managing healthcare costs by directly contracting at these discounted cash rates? I want them to lift their focus off the P&L and into yeah. the balance sheet because yeah. if they take control of their future, they actually have an opportunity, to your point, to wring out excess, but without sacrificing. In fact, doing the exact opposite, improving quality, because you know most people, the example you gave, that I happen to live and work in Boston, and the example you use is one I often use. And what I say is to take a picture at $400 versus a picture at $4,400, and there's no discernible difference in quality, that's not okay. And so, that's a free Tesla read. Great right. quality, great radiologist. We're talking about delivering quality care at the best price. But we have to teach people that because what they've been taught, right? If you think about every other area of your life, better house costs more, better car costs more, better clothes costs more, better jewelry costs more. Better hotel costs more. And healthcare, we have to educate people. In a lot of cases, debunk myths like, well, if I go to XYZ Hospital in downtown Boston, it must be better than this freestanding facility. I'm like, well, no, it's not. It's a almost identical machine, if not the same, administered by a person with the same level of education. Now, they would argue, no, 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 that's not true, Mark. There must be. It, it, that brand and, it, and that dollar amount suggests it's better, you know. How did, what are your thoughts about how you overcome those? those well, models? I think it's just common sense. And you just need to say, look, if you have a surgeon that's done a thousand knee replacements in the past year, and some months, right? And they have great record on doing that. They are going to be an efficient surgeon. They're going to know how many screws they're going to use to put into that joint, what it's going to look like. And they will have gotten the best price because they will have settled on what works best for their patients, Right. And they don't want them anesthetized long. But if you have a not so great surgeon who keeps somebody under anesthesia for much longer, you're upping the risks to the patient and you have an inefficient surgeon, right? That is what the delivery of healthcare can be. And, you know, what we took to Washington is we actually took employers like Stauffer's Grocery Store, talk about groceries in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We took employers like BevCap from Texas that actually were giving incentives to their employees for going with price transparent, quality efficient surgical centers. And they would pay for medical tourism or look to get a direct contracted known price to the local healthcare facility. 
I know the guys at BevCap, they have a captive, just like we do here, Captivated Health, that you see over my shoulder. We're doing the same thing for middle market employers. We know them because we participate in the same Berkeley program. Anyways, you're right. The fact that when those employers are self-insured, they have the control, right? When they're fully insured, they don't have the control. People don't know that. The carriers have the control, not the employer organization. So just to make a distinction, Dan, for our, for our audience, you have to be self-insured to take advantage of some of these things that Cynthia is talking about. But I think that's a great opportunity. If you look at the middle market, there are between 50 employees and 500 employees. There are 50 million people who get their health benefits from their employer in that market segment. That's $400 billion, $380 billion to be exact, right? And that's a market that significantly overcharged for the risks that it presents the insurers. And if they start doing the things you just talked about, we're doing it in Captivated Health. They're doing it in BevCap. So what that means is the people you referenced are not paying $4,000 for a picture. They're paying $400. And they're getting that facilitated. You know, it's an unpleasant experience to even have to deal with healthcare, but can we make it a little bit less unpleasant? I mean, that's what you really talked about, right? Catering to the individual, which I think is a refreshing thing to hear. Well, I think what's also been catering is these employees have found that their employers are giving them bonuses with the savings. For instance, if they've saved in Lancaster to go to OSS Surgical, which is price transparent and posts online, what was $15,000 for a knee replacement? I think that they've upped their charges now, but they're still price transparent. Sure. But when we first filmed them a couple of years ago, the employee actually got a $2,000 bonus. She shared with us that she got $2,000 for going an hour away to York, Pennsylvania, to OSS Surgical, where everything was included. All of That's her domestic care, medical tourism as opposed rehab. to Yeah, it was domestic. Cool. It was just yeah. a, a longer yeah. car ride. And, and they That's paid right. the service to get the car service there, take care of her. And the ironic thing, was that her husband went to a big hospital system that was opaque in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, the same year she and her husband got knee replacements. His was $75,000 and hers was $15,000. And they both had quality outcomes. How about the quality? I was going to ask. How about their recovery? She beat them on the recovery side too. But she had $2,000 more in her bank account. Her employer rewarded her with the And it has equally good knee. Yes, exactly. She's still working. Going strong. Wow, that's count. great. It's wonderful news. And this is a mind shift, right, Mark? It's a, yes. like you said, the real game changers will be the employers yes. of this middle market that on a broad scale are self-insured. And they say, look, we're going to turn all of our employees into shoppers. Right. And we're going to reward you because it's going to mean higher wages to you, higher bonuses to you, and better health. Because when your employees have financial certainty mm-hmm. that they are able to seek quality care at prices they know they can afford and their fellow members of the plan, then they will preventively take care of their health. And then you will see people not waiting until they're in crisis right. or in an emergent situation, which you know can be devastating to one's health future as well as financial future. Thank you, Cynthia. This has been a very good conversation. I'm wondering if we could rewind a little bit and go back to the hospital price transparency rule. Could you talk about that rule in a bit more detail? And I'm also wondering, are hospitals complying? 
Well, you know, the great news is, is that we as patients have the right to know prices before we get care. And it, they are to be posted online, readily accessible for any patient to easily search for those prices. And we can ask in person at the hospital. So right now, we, patientrightsadvocate.org, are doing a huge public announcements to let people know that they have this right now to know prices from hospitals before we get care so that we can compare and shop. And to let you know, it's a little difficult right now, Dan, because most of the hospitals in this country right now are not complying. And those that are trying to comply, we give them credit. There are a handful that comply completely, but in most of the hospitals, in nuanced ways, have obfuscated or information blocked, actually, their postings online. A couple of weeks ago, there was a Wall Street journal article that talked about how hospitals are obstructing this and blocking it by putting in special codes to make it difficult to see the actual prices. And they are to list the discounted cash prices as well as all of the negotiated rates. And then some have also put cost estimator tools in place, but an estimate isn't a real price, right? We wouldn't accept an estimate and then agree to pay for a car 10 times more than that estimate by penalty of law is just ridiculous. So we know that that is yet another way of obfuscating. But the good news is, is they still have to put in place all of the discounted cash price as well as those other negotiated rates. But most of the hospitals in this country have not complied. And we encourage them to do so because they have at their heels great competition from surgical centers like Texas Free Market Surgical, which any of your listeners can go online and look up their prices, one price, one patient, all patients, and see what is a reference rate at a discounted cash price for the knee replacement and ACL repair, hernia repair. Same with Surgical Center of Oklahoma that kind of pioneered this field over 12 years ago. You can look at their prices online, OSS. Midland down in North Carolina, they also have their prices posted online. So you see these direct primary care docs and these surgical centers that are really starting to make price competition at reasonable, affordable prices that employers can be sure of. And it's a win when you save like that for an organization and a family when they have that financial certainty. So no doubt about it. We're excited, Dan. Secretary Becerra's now will be running Health and Human Services, and he took down Sutter Hospital System. He got over $500 million for some of their practices. That's of, saying something. Negative billing when he was Attorney General in California. So now he has come forth in his Senate hearing to become Secretary. He said he believes very firmly in price transparency, and he's going to fight to enforce it. So that's what we believe is needed, that these hospitals have to be held accountable. Next year, it's the insurance companies to show all their claims database on their negotiated rates. And then in the following year, the insurers have to give us our explanation of benefits before we get care. That's huge. So we welcome all the venture capitalists out there, private equity guys. I know you've invested a lot in healthcare, but we sure as heck look to them to help fund businesses like Turquoise Health, Firefox out in California, that are really looking to parse this information and provide the orbits and the Expedia and the 
kayak type of applications like we have for the airlines so that we can easily shop as consumers and employers in healthcare. It is now time for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour Toast of the Week. What are we toasting to this week? We're going to toast Cynthia. Oh, thank you. Should I go grab my Truly? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you, Cynthia. Thank you for all your tireless work for transparency. Thank you. And uh, as I'm drinking a Truly uh, Lime, I'm going to tell you that it's truly exciting that we now have price transparency. And I'll toast to that. Cheers. Thank you for joining us for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Health Underwriters. For more information on NAHU's government affairs efforts or to become a member, visit NAHU.org.